Every single American should be wearing a mask when they're outside for the next three months at a minimum. Every governor should mandate, every governor should mandate mandatory mask wearing. The estimates by the experts are it will save over 40,000 lives in the next three months. 40,000 lives. Is it? Is it? Is it? Is it done yet? Is it? Is he done? Okay, he's asleep. Okay, three months. Hmm. Why three? So could it be elections in three months? Mm-hmm. So can we wear a mask to the voting booths then? If you're encouraging. For the next three months, and in the next three months, you know what's going to happen in three months. Three months is elections, November 3rd. And how do you run a campaign if you don't answer any questions? What kind of campaign is this? You know, this guy doesn't answer any questions. They're complaining. But you know what? It doesn't even matter. Because what matters is action, not talk. And that's what we have leading. We have a leader in our office who doesn't take shit from anyone and gets the job done to become a police officer is an honor and a privilege but once that privilege becomes abused then there is no honor the abuse of power while wearing a badge is not law enforcement police officers are some of the most upstanding citizens the job itself requires officers not only to enforce the law but it also entails that they carry themselves in an ethical manner as a police officer, you interact with a wide range of people in all nationalities, in daily encounters, all social backgrounds, all religious backgrounds. A police officer's job is to act objectively while still in accordance with the law. This demands a great deal of patience and respect. They will often find themselves in stressful, even life-threatening situations, not only physically demanding, but a lot of mental and emotional strength is needed to handle situations when you become a police officer. So in the last several months, as we've seen cities being burned to the ground across our country, it seems like the police have been targeted as the bad guys. They are not the bad guys. And to prove this, New York City has done a first a first, like the president does all the time. He does firsts. He does number ones. He wins. He gets the job done. He's been endorsed by the New York City Police Department. USA! 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 Mr. President, today it's an honor for me to stand at this podium and be the voice for 24,000 New York City police officers, proud police officers that are here today chanting USA, chanting Trump for president, and they mean it each and every time they say it. <laughs> Mr. President, it's obvious where you hold the NYPD in your heart. We heard the news this morning that you got some family news that your brother had fallen ill. 
And naturally, we thought, well, we may have to postpone this. The president may not be able to come. And then our phones rang, and we were told that the president will visit his brother, and then he will visit with you. That's where he puts you. New York City police officers and family. That's the type of president we have. Mr. President, Mr. President, what we all have in common here today is that we all have a police officer's shield in our hip pocket. We all have friends and family that are here to support you. And more importantly, in this crowd is our family members too. The ones that worry what happens when their loved one takes that last step off the stoop and goes to work and they know they may not come back. And we know you understand that, Mr. President, because you're constantly, always loud about the support for New York City police officers. Mr. President, the city you helped build, the borough where your father started in South Jamaica is sliding back. The borough in which you build so many skyscrapers was just recently looted. Our city is sliding back because the mantra, the false narrative that not only City Hall, the second floor in the State House, and those that want to become president are passing this false narrative that New York City police officers and law enforcement are evil. How absurd is that? That they blame us for society's ills. Well, let me tell you this, Mr. President, I know you know that. The most compassionate people on the face of the earth are New York City police officers. <laughs> Mr. President, if you look at the crime numbers in New York City, we're sliding back where we're at shootings. We're at shooting levels back to 1993. That's because of that narrative against the police officers. That's where they're handcuffing our members. That's where they're saying, if you take a bad guy off the street, that you will go to jail. Now, that's the upside-down world. So what we can't do is let that attitude spread beyond the city, beyond the State House, and go to the White House, Mr. President. So we're here today for a reason, a reason that you understand to support not only New York City police officers, but law enforcement across this country. And this is not new for you, Mr. President. You do it always. See, the sign of a leader is someone that'll stand at a podium like this and speak the truth and will say what needs to be said and not be afraid to do it. Well, we're seeing leaders in our state that are following the crowd, Mr. Mayor. Mr. President, what they're doing is not only following marches, they're following rioters. They're trying to catch up and do whatever they can to make sure they're happy. I oftentimes wake up and say, who are they listening to? They're not listening to the folks in the neighborhoods that we patrol. 
They're not listening to the folks that say, we want police on our streets and we want to respect them. So today, Mr. President, there's two things that we'd like to do. We'd like to present you with a statue that means so much to New York City police officers. This statue, we do not hand out lightly. This statue is very special to New York City police officers for what it represents. This is a police officer standing tall and proud with his hand on the shoulder of a child. Now that child represents not only a little boy, not only a little girl, but a crime victim, someone that needs our help, some that was, someone that was victimized, that's what police officers do every day in this country, in the city, in the state. They stop, they put their hands, they give them comforting words, the compassionate words that helps everyone. Mr. President, we know that you hold police officers in high esteem. So there's not many of these that are given out, but we're giving it to you today, Mr. President. We hope, we hope, that you can put this in a prominent spot and that people that can see it and realize that those that are in the mob that are tearing down what we do, our profession has a supporter in the Oval Office that understands what this stands for. Mr. President, it's my honor. How does the Oval Office for that sound? Okay. Good. Mr. President, I said we have two things to present to you. And we presented this special statue. But we all ha also have some practical work to do because there's election that we're in the midst of. So I'm here to say this. Number one, I have 36 years on this job, 21 as the president of this fine organization. I cannot remember when we've ever endorsed for the office of president of the United States until now. That's how important this is. Mr. President, Mr. President, we're fighting for our lives out there. We don't want this to spread to the rest of the country. We need your strong voice across the country to say we have the support of law enforcement across this country. Now, many times people say that a union like ours, law enforcement groups give endorsements. Not in the New York City PBA, sir. In the New York City PBA, Mr. President, you earned the endorsement and you've earned this endorsement. I'm proud to give it.
Well, I just want to thank you. That was incredible. I didn't even know that. The, uh, the, I assumed it was like given out. And uh, when it's, because uh, I see a lot of things given out and they shouldn't be given out. But uh, special man, and you are just really special people. You really are. You're very brave people. I, I will say this, you know, you read a lot of negatives. They have a lot of fake media, fake news, false news, call it whatever you want, corrupt news. But you have no idea how much the people of this country love our police departments, our police, our law enforcement, our border patrols, our ICE people. ICE, they go into the toughest situations. They take out MS-13 by the thousands, and then they get abused. But they're not really abused. They're loved by the people of this country. And New York's uh, great police force is something that, uh, you know, I grew up with it. I used to go with my father in Brooklyn to a little, I shouldn't tell you this, little hamburger place for lunch. <laughs> and we'd see these big cops come in, and they were great, and everybody stood at attention when they walked in. And we're going to get that back. You're respected just the same, but they don't allow it to happen. We're going to allow it to happen. You are great, great people. And remember this, you are loved by our country, loved by our country, and respected by our country. And all we have to do is let you do your job, right? Just let you and there you have it. Another first. Incredible. Let's give him another applause. Oh, yeah. You're listening to the WR Podcast, Let Freedom Ring. Simple talk on current events with a little bit of how you would say a punk rock attitude. With your host, Will Ramos. Send for me, I promise you, I'll be true. Send for me, send for me, 